Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Thank you so much for being here. And I want to go ahead and get right into the message here. I've titled this message today, Walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. How many of you enjoy taking walks? All right, two of you do. Glory to God. Everybody's thinking naps today, not walking. Well, we enjoy walking. My wife and I, we enjoy walking and uh, taking time when the weather's good to get out and walk. We, we have a certain track that we walk on. We know how far it is. We know how long it should take us. We know what we've accomplished when we finished. There's a certain track that we walk on there in Calypso, and we enjoy that time. And I just want to talk to you about walking, walking this morning, walking in the Spirit. So turn in your Bibles, if you have your Bibles with you, to uh, the book of Galatians, chapter 5. I'm going to be reading to you a few verses, verses 16 through uh, 25. So it's the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 25, walking in the Spirit. Father, thank you again for your word. God, thank you for the anointed time together we've had in praise and in prayer. And Lord, I just pray for your anointing now for the preaching of your word and the proclamation of your word. God, I know that your word, Lord, will bring forth fruit. So, God, we stand on that promise now and ask you, God, that you would just transform us as we receive the word of God into our life. Bless this time, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 25, this is Paul here, and I'm going to get into a little bit of the backdrop and the context in just a minute, but let me read to you these verses. So I say, walk by the Spirit. Can you say, walk by the Spirit? Spirit. Paul says, I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you're not to do whatever you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. The acts, of the, fl- the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Those are the words from the Apostle Paul in this letter that he wrote to a, a region called Gal, uh, Galatia, 
Uh, there was a, a, almost a, a group of churches in this area here, and Paul is writing this letter to them, and this letter is to be passed on from church to church to remind them of some things. And Paul here in Galatians chapter 5, he's encouraging these followers of Christ in this region here, and the whole theme here uh, really of Galatians is Paul reminding God's people that they should stay free in life. They should have a freedom in Christ. Aren't you thankful for the freedom that you have in Christ? Yes. So the theme here Paul is trying to encourage him is to stay free, to stay free, to stay free from what? Well, we see here in Galatians that they need to stay free from this false teaching that had, that had crept into the church. These legalists uh, were there and they had crept into the church and they were demanding that the people that had already made a decision to follow Christ, that they add back to them following the law of Moses and following the Jewish laws, which there was a lot of laws that were required of the Jews. And these teachers were teaching that, listen, uh, if you're going to be saved and if you're going to be set apart, it's going to depend on your own work. And Paul was telling them, here's what they're doing. They're denying the power of the cross and they're denying the grace of God. So you need to be encouraged to stay away from him and stay free. Stay free from this false teaching that says that you're required to fulfill the law. No, you're saved by faith in Christ alone. It's through the grace of God. And he tells them, he encourages them to stay free from this law. But he also tells them this. He goes to the other end. He says, listen, I want you to stay free from the, this legalistic lifestyle. He says, I want you to stay free from the law. But because you're free from the law, that does not give you permission to have a freedom to go out and sin and do whatever you want to and abuse the grace of God. So he's saying there's a, there's a balance here in the middle. And you, you got to make sure that you're staying free from the law and you're staying free from the lifestyle of sin. Somebody say Amen. amen. And he's reminding these followers of Christ, listen, you can have this freedom. It's possible in your life. You can have this freedom. You don't have to be controlled by the law. You don't have to be controlled by the, by the sin and the power of sin. But here's the condition right here. Paul says you have to live by the Spirit's power. You have to live by the Spirit's power. And he says you have to walk in the Spirit or walk by the Spirit. And what Paul is telling all of us today, that our freedom in Christ, the freedom from the law and the freedom from sin and the power of sin comes by walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. It comes by walking in the Spirit of the Lord. That freedom that we have, the Bible says this, the Bible says that the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Aren't you thankful for that freedom today that we have in Christ Jesus that we don't have to go around trying to keep a bunch of uh, rituals and rites and uh, religious traditions and, and we don't have to worry about trying to uh, uh, wonder how we're going to live free from the power of sin. No, if we walk by the Spirit, there's a freedom that we can have in our life. Glory to God for that freedom. Paul said the key to this freedom is walking in the Spirit. We're talking about walking today. And that word that Paul uses there, walk, it means, a, it means a, a continuous motion. It doesn't mean you walk for a little while and then you stop. Paul's talking about it's a continuous motion. It means to keep walking, to keep walking. And Paul was saying, listen, we never stop walking in the Spirit. You never take a day off. You never take an hour off. Every day, day by day, step by step, we should be walking in the Spirit of the Lord. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. 
And that walk that we walk in the Spirit needs to be an ongoing walk. And you know why it needs to be ongoing? Because we need the Holy Spirit every day. We need the Holy Spirit every day with everything that we're confronted with in this world that we live in, all the darkness, all the brokenness that we see. We, the church, we as believers and followers of Christ, we need to be walking and living in the power of the Holy Spirit day by day and step by step. You remember what Jesus told his disciples? I was so encouraged when I was reading this here and Jesus was speaking to his disciples and and he told him, he says, look, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away because when I go away, I'm gonna be sending you the helper. It's to your advantage. It's to your advantage. It's to your advantage. It's to my advantage that Jesus go away so when he goes away, he can send his spirit to come and be a helper. Now, you read that word helper there and it really means that he sent the helper to come and be a guide to us and to lead us in life. He's the helper, hallelujah. He sent his Holy Spirit, thank you God, for sending your Holy Spirit to fill us. We read about it in Acts. He empowers us and fills us with a power that we can have a boldness to go out and be a witness. We receive that power through the Holy Spirit. Thank God he sent the Holy Spirit. We thank God for the Holy Spirit who enables us to live a victorious and godly life. Praise God for all that. Praise God for the power that we have that makes us a bold witness. Praise God for the Holy Spirit enabling us to live out a a sanctified, holy life that's a victorious life. Thank God for that. Thank God for the gift of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit. Thank God that we can pray in the Spirit. But listen, do not miss this truth right here. Thank God today that the Holy Spirit has been sent to us to lead us and guide us every day in life. Every day. To walk through this life here on this earth, we have the Holy Spirit guiding us and leading us. And we need more than ever. I know I do. We need more than ever to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit The great preacher Samuel Chadwick said that Christianity is hopeless without the Holy Spirit. They don't think you're going to be victorious and and that you're going to have a freedom if you try to live your life uh, leading yourself and leaving out the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. And that's what Paul was reminding these believers here in Galatia. He's reminding us today that in order for us to live the life of freedom that Christ intended for us to live, that we need to make sure that we're walking in the spirit of the Lord. And why do we need to walk in the spirit? Just follow along. I'm gonna take a few minutes here and we're gonna have some prayer time. Why do we need to walk in the spirit? We need to walk in the spirit because the Holy Spirit is the flesh fighter. Aren't you thankful today that the Holy Spirit is the flesh fighter? Well, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, look at verse 16 and what Paul says. He says, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You will not, say not. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You see, it's the Holy Spirit who enables us to overcome the desires of the flesh. Paul said this. If you keep reading, he says the flesh, you see, the flesh wants to do evil which is just opposite of what the Spirit of God wants for your life. Our flesh, which he's talking about here, our sin nature, 
Our flesh, it craves sin and it craves evil. And this new nature that we have now uh, in Christ Jesus, this new nature in Christ, it craves righteousness and purity and holiness. And there's a conflict going on on the inside between the flesh, the sin nature, and the nature of God. And one wants to go and do evil and, and, and do sin. And one wants to pursue after that. And the Spirit of God wants us to pursue after righteousness and holiness. And there's a battle and a conflict going on on the inside. Paul's telling us about this conflict. We have this warfare that's happening inside of each and every one of us. The flesh and the spirit of Christ are battling one another. There's a constant battle for the control over your life. There's a war raging between the the flesh and the spirit. How many of you remember when you got saved and... You know, man, after you got saved, you just had this great peace and this great joy and you were experiencing these great victories in your life. And man, I mean, you felt like you were walking on the clouds of glory. You felt like you were like Peter. You could walk on water. And then a a few days go by and a few weeks go by and and some temptation comes. And next thing you know, you find yourself defeated and then you find yourself discouraged and and you get to the place where you're even wondering, did I even really get saved? Has there really even been a change? in my life you know what's happening right there that flesh is rising up and and going to war against the the spirit of God anybody know what I'm talking about that that, that flesh is rising up and and battling between the uh, spirit of God and it's real it's a real battle you see the battle for the control of your your body and your mind the battle is real And and listen it happens to everybody it happens to everybody The battle for our lives rages in every one of us that are here today and those that are watching online. Paul even testified to this battle and how real it is. He testified how real this battle is in Romans 7, 15. Paul testified and said, I have this desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. That isn't my sinful nature or my flesh. The apostle Paul he says, I have this desire to go out and do what is good. There's a, there's a pull there for me that I got this nature of Christ in me to pursue after what is good and holy and righteous, but sometimes I can't carry it out because the flesh just pulls me back. There's a battle going on, Paul says. There's a battle going on, but I love here, Paul says, there's this power. There's this, there's this power that's at work within me and it's at war with my mind and it's trying to make me a slave to sin again. But then he says, but thanks be to God to the spirit of the Lord who frees me from the power of sin. Why don't you go ahead and say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord that frees us from the power of sin. You see, we all need to realize this this morning like Paul, and I'm sure all of us would agree that there, there are only two ways to walk in life. There are only two ways to walk in life. You're, all, you're walking in the flesh or you're walking in the spirit of God. There's two walks in life. You're either walking in the flesh or either you're walking in the spirit. And here's what walking in the flesh means. Walking in the flesh means that this is what it means, that you're doing things your way instead of God's way. Walking in the flesh means I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to leave God out of the equation. That's walking in the flesh. Now, walking in the spirit means doing things God's way so God gets the glory through your life. How many of you want to walk God's way? You want to walk in the spirit? You see, the flesh, here's what the walk of the flesh will do. The walk of the flesh says, I want it my way instead of God's way. 
It's a battle that's going on. I want it my way instead of God's way. The work of the flesh will always lead you away from Jesus. The walk of the flesh, uh, walking in the flesh, the work of the flesh, however you want to call it, will always lead you away from Jesus. And Paul made it very clear. He made it very clear that when you're walking in the flesh, that it's going to be obvious that you're walking in the flesh. He even said it here in verse 9. He says, the acts of the flesh are obvious. I have people all the time, well, I hadn't seen so-and-so in a while. Do uh, you know how they're doing? And all I can say sometimes, things are just obvious. You can just look at how they're living their life and you know that things are obvious that they've gone back to walking in the flesh instead of walking in the spirit of the Lord. It's obvious, it's obvious. Paul said, because you'll recognize people that walk in the flesh by their sexual immorality, their impurity, their debauchery, their idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy and drunkenness and orgies and the like. It's obvious, it's obvious. Did you hear the list I just read to you? Isn't it obvious that the people in our nation today, the majority of them are walking in the flesh? They're walking in the flesh. Isn't it obvious that we see what's going on around us in our world that most people looks like are walking in the flesh? It's obvious too. Listen to me, friend, please. It's obvious that when we walk in the flesh that we can find ourselves crossing over some boundaries that we never thought we would cross before. I've seen people do it. Be on fire for God and then uh, they kind of start walking back and getting out of the spirit of the Lord and walking in the flesh and next thing you know, friend, they've crossed over some boundaries they never thought they'd cross over it can happen to anybody. It's obvious. It's obvious today that the acts of the flesh that I just read to you, this list of sins, this list of stench is really what it is. It's obvious that the flesh, when you walk in the flesh, can wreck your life. Think about the list I just read to you and how many lives have been wrecked because of it. Drunkenness, sexual immorality, idolatry, dissensions, division, Wrecked marriages, wrecked families, wrecked relationships, wrecked churches, wrecked workplaces, wrecked dreams, wrecked childhoods, wrecked bodies. You see, friend, listen to me. Walking in the flesh will always lead you to a wrecked life. Walking in the flesh will always lead you to a wrecked life. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. The good news is that the Holy Spirit is the flesh fighter that overcomes uh, those things that we struggle with or battle with or war against. The Holy Spirit is the flesh fighter who gives us victory over the flesh and over sin. Hallelujah. And Paul is reminding us that it's the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit that gives us the victory. Listen to me, and listen to me good, please. Paul is telling us it's not, you're not going to get victory by trying harder. Let me try harder today. I'm going to wake up today, and I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to try harder. Paul says that's not going to cut it. It's the Holy Spirit who's the flesh fighter. Well, let me wake up today and I'm going to give it all I got. I'm going to give it all my strength and all my power. And I'm going, to, I'm going to live like God wants me to live. Paul says, no, that's not how you do it. There's not enough power in you to help you to overcome sin. Your, your power is made perfect through Jesus Christ and through the Spirit of God. None of us will ever have enough strength to overcome the flesh. The only remedy, the only remedy to winning the battles over the flesh is to walk in the Spirit. 
That's the only remedy to winning the battle over the flesh is walking in the spirit of God. So what does it mean to walk in the spirit? What does it mean? Is it some kind of mystical thing and you're glowing when you walk around? And No, let me tell you what walking in the spirit means. Walking in the spirit means you're dependent on the Holy Spirit every day, day by day. Remember Paul says it's a continuous walk. It's a continuous walk. I, I can't take the day off. It's an ongoing walk. Every day I'm walking, depending on the Holy Spirit. Walking in the Spirit means depending on Him. Walking in the Holy Spirit means that you're, you're guided by Him. That walking in the Holy Spirit means that you're submitted to Him and your life is surrendered to Him. Walking in the Holy Spirit means that you're allowing the Holy Spirit to control you. He's controlling you. I needed some control yesterday at Krispy Kreme. I almost walked in the flesh. There was a lot of people walking in the flesh yesterday. <laughs> My wife, I've told her, you know, listen, we're on a mission here. You go in and get the donuts, and these are for somebody else, and don't bring anything that we're going to carry home because it's not going to be good. You know what happens. And she stays in there and comes out and comes out with two boxes of donuts, <laughs> one that we were supposed to give away and then one to bring home. But thank God for the victory that happens through the Holy Spirit who's the flesh fighter. Listen, Paul talked about the Holy Spirit controlling you. That's the whole thing about walking in the Spirit is the Holy Spirit controlling you. Listen to what Paul said. He said this in Romans chapter 8. Powerful, powerful testimony. He says, those who are dominated by the flesh, they think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please God. So letting your flesh control your mind will lead to death, Paul says. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Those who are still under the control of their flesh can never please God, Paul says. But then he tells us this, but you're not controlled by the flesh. You're controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. Aren't you thankful that we're controlled by the spirit of God? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see, walking in the Spirit means that you're being controlled and led by the Holy Spirit every step in your life. Paul gives us a great illustration there. I just read to you in Romans chapter 8. But another powerful illustration is actually found in the Old Testament. And if you read in Numbers, I know all of you know the story how God's people are led out of Egypt and they begin to wander through the wilderness. And you remember what was guiding them? There was a cloud by day and it turned into a fire by night and it guided them everywhere they went. Somehow this, this, this God cloud, this glory cloud, uh, it was a cloud by day and God could transform it into fire by night. And when the cloud stopped, the people stopped. If the cloud started up and started to move, the people got up and moved. If the cloud stopped, they stopped. If the, if the, whatever was the cloud was doing, that's what they were following. They were following the presence of God. It was the cloud leading them through the wilderness on their journey with God. And that's a picture for us today how we should allow the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit says stop, you stop. If the Holy Spirit says move, you move. But we walk by the Spirit of God as we go on this journey with God in our own life. And what a powerful illustration that is that we see here in the Old Testament that the Spirit of the Lord should be leading us. So here's my question. Here's where it all comes down to right now. Right now, just you. Nobody else is in the room. It's just you and the Lord. Who's leading your life? 
Who is leading your life? Who is controlling your life? Are you allowing someone else to control your life? Outside of the spirit of the Lord, are you allowing a a spouse to control your life? Are you allowing some circumstances that happened in your past to still control your life? Are you allowing a friend to control your life? Listen, friend, here is the word of the Lord today. You need to walk in the spirit of the Lord and let him lead you and let him be the one to guide you because he will guide you to a life of peace and victory. Don't you think so? How many of you know so? We need the Holy Spirit. I pray the Holy Spirit is leading you. That's my prayer is the Holy Spirit is leading every one of us and controlling us in our life because here's what happens when the, when the Holy Spirit is leading us and the Holy Spirit is controlling us, then the Holy Spirit will begin to transform us into the likeness of Jesus Christ. We should all, when we walk in a room somewhere, when they ought to say, man, that, that, you know, there's a presence there. There's an anointing there. God is moving in that person's life. Why? Because we're walking in the Spirit of the Lord and there's a, there's a transformation that has taken place in our life. We're not the same people that we used to be. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus and the spirit of the living God is inside of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. You see, when we're walking in the spirit of the Lord, the spirit will be a fruit producer in our life. A fruit producer. He says this right here. This is going to be evidence, Paul says, that when you're walking in the Spirit, there's going to be a fruit that comes out of your life and it's going to produce love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. If you want to know if somebody is walking in the Spirit of the Lord, then that kind of fruit right there, that cluster of fruit right there is going to be evident in their life. See, when the Holy Spirit comes and we walk with him, he takes control over our lives, he's going to produce the fruit. He's going to transform us to reflect Jesus Christ to this world. Listen, please listen. The fruit that the Spirit produces in us is not for us to enjoy. The fruit that the Spirit produces in us is for this lost and broken and and hurting world all around us. It's not for us, but it's for others to enjoy. Makes you a witness See, the Holy Spirit is the one that produces the fruit. That's why the Bible says, not by might nor by power, but by the Holy Spirit, says the Lord. It's the Spirit of the Lord that produces this fruit in you. See, some people have the wrong theology. Some of you sitting here today may have the wrong theology, and that's why Paul was writing this letter. Some people think, well, if I try harder, if I try harder to deny my flesh, if I try harder, if I try harder to deny my flesh, then then I'll be then I'll start walking in the spirit of the Lord, and then the Lord's going to transform me and uh, help me to overcome these things that I'm struggling with in my life. That's the wrong theology. That's the wrong theology. Here's the right theology. The right theology is let me give my life to Jesus Christ and let the spirit of the living Lord who comes inside of me to indwell me and then I begin to walk in the spirit of God and then I no longer want to gratify the desires of the flesh and then the Holy Spirit transforms me into the likeness of Christ and then the spirit of God produces a fruit in my life. That's the right theology. I bet all of us are going to raise our hand here when I ask you this question. How many of you know somebody and it could have been you. It was probably me. Have ever heard people say something like this? Let me get my life right with God first. 
Let, let me get things cleaned up. Let me make a few changes in my life. And, and then I'll think about coming to church. And, and then I'll think about giving my life to the Lord. And then I'll think about serving the Lord. How many of you know that's the wrong theology? No, no, you, you come to Jesus Christ. You come to him first and you let the spirit of the living God come inside of you and then he transforms your life. He transforms your life. He will change you. Yeah, go ahead and say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He'll change you. He'll clean you up. He'll produce transformation in your life. He'll produce the fruit in your life. Listen, this is a newsflash for somebody today. Stop trying to do it on your own strength and your own power. Stop trying to deny yourself. Listen, just give it all to the Lord today and start walking in the spirit of the Lord. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's a freedom in Christ Jesus. There's a freedom in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that freedom. And Paul was trying to Encourage these believers. Don't, don't listen. Don't walk back in that place of the flesh again. No, walk in the spirit of the Lord. So I ask you this morning, are you walking in the spirit of the Lord? Are you walking in the spirit that produces good fruit? When people see you, do they see love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness? And, and I don't know if I got self-control. I think there's eight of those, a cluster of fruit. Do they see that fruit in your life? Do they see a life that's bringing glory to God? Do they see a walk in you that says, you know what, I want to do it God's way instead of my way? Do they see that in you? What walk are you on today? I ask you, which walk are you on? If you guys would please come and help me. Lisa and I, when we go walking, I mentioned to you we have a certain track that we go on because we know what we're going to be facing on that track. We know what we're going to be going through. But the joy of walking together is just being together and talking to one another, encouraging one another, being outside, enjoying God's creation. But we stay on track. We stay on track. If you would ask our boys, hey, where's your mom and dad? They could probably get on that track and just drive around and find you. They'd know where we're at because they know the track that we walk on. But I ask this question. I wonder if there's people here this morning that you've been walking on God's track and you've got off track. You've got off track. You've got off track for whatever reason. You've got off track of walking in the spirit. And this has been my prayer. And this has been where God, please, please help somebody today. Encourage somebody today. The people that have slowly been drifting back into the flesh. Is that you this morning? Have you, have you slowly been drifting back in that walk of the flesh? What, listen, you, you've been drifting back, walking to the things that can wreck your life. Been there, done that. That's not the walk you want to be on. My warning to you, Paul says, I warn you to, to get off of that track and get back on God's track. Stop drifting back to the things that are going to wreck your life. Walking back to the things that you know that are going to destroy you. Walking back to the things that can cause you to miss out on God's favor and God's blessing for your life. Because people have got off the, God's track and got on their own track. They're, they're walking a track now that says, I'm going to do things my way. And they've left God out of the equation. And friend, I'm just telling you, if you keep walking that way, you keep walking that way, you can expect a wreck up ahead. Hmm. I bet there's some, you can hit amen right there on your button there if you're watching online, if there is one. 
And I just want everyone to walk in the freedom of Christ. I, I know what it feels like to wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I have messed up and I just want to try harder. I want to try harder. And then by 11, by 1, by 3, you've already failed. You've already just done, you've already just blowed all up again. I know what it's like to try to live like that. That's not freedom in Christ. And then on the other end, trying to live a lifestyle, well, I got all this grace that God's going to give to me, this super grace, this supernatural grace, and I'll just go out and live the way I want to and do what I want to because God's grace, he'll forgive me. No, you got, no, that's not what Paul's talking about. There's a freedom in Christ that gives you power over sin and power over legalism and, and, and rules and regulations. There's a freedom in Christ. Oh, there's a freedom. There's a freedom that you can have in Christ Jesus. You can walk with victory and peace and have life, abundant life. But it all hinges on this. Are you walking in the spirit of the Lord? Paul says, walk in the spirit of the Lord. Walk in the spirit of the Lord. When he says move, you move. When he says stop, you stop. Are you walking like that with the Lord? Would you bow your heads with me, please? Nobody looking around. Let's, let's just be very reverent. I know God is dealing with people right now. He's working in the hearts of people right now. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I just want to ask you just a couple of questions, and I want you to be honest with the Lord. Honest with the Lord. How many of you have a desire to want to walk in the spirit of the Lord today? Would you just lift your hand right now and say, that's me. Come on, you, you, you desire to walk in this. I want to see your hand. Would you lift your hand? I desire to walk in the spirit of the Lord. Glory to God. You can put them down. All right, let's, let's move a little bit further here now. Some questions are going to get a little bit tougher. Be honest. How, how many of you this morning feel like that, that war is constantly just waging in your life right now and you've been in the battle of your life over some things and you, you, you know you need some freedom right now. You need some freedom over some things you're dealing with and you need victory. Would you lift your hand right now and say, that's me, that's me, that's me. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. You can put your hands down, God bless you. God bless you. I wanna ask everyone in this place right now to stand with me, please. Just stand very reverently. There was hands that went up all over the place in here for different reasons. And here's what I want us to do. Here's what I'm asking you to do. You, you, I want you to do whatever you feel comfortable doing. I want you to obey the Lord. But Pastor Kevin, Miss Amy, they're, they're getting ready to sing us a song, okay? And, and this is my heart. I, listen, I'm telling you right now, I want us to be a church. I want us to be a people of God that are walking in the spirit of the Lord. I want us to walk in victory. I want us to walk with a freedom. I don't want us to walk around with a bondage around us and, and uh, going back to a, being a slave of sin like Paul says. I want us to have that freedom in Christ. And so if you are here this morning and you lifted your hand and you declared, you know, I want to commit my life. I want to give control to the Holy Spirit right now. I want the Holy Spirit to fill me and control me. And you desire that. Or if you lifted your hand for maybe I just need some freedom over that war that's raging in me and you feel comfortable, I want you to get out right now and come stand at the altar. Please, please, hurry, hurry. We, we got just a few minutes, please. Glory to God. There was others that lifted their hands. Would you obey the Lord? Would you obey the Lord? Come on, you're, you're, listen, your obedience will open up, man. It can open up the blessing in your life right now. Are you going to obey the Lord? God can supernaturally free you right now. Come on. Come on.